Hey friends, <laughs> I am here to introduce you quickly to our editor and producer, Lyndon Phipps, before we jump into this exciting episode today. Thank you for all that you do, Lyndon. Hello. So you were telling me that you really enjoyed editing this podcast and listening to Dr. Frank's dulcet tones. Yes, yep. Um, it, it made me learn how to do something on the, uh, on the editing software, which was to you know, if somebody's a bit quieter to make them louder so they balance out with you. Um, but just the rec- way it recorded, you were really loud and Frank was quiet and mm-hmm. uh, it would have just been too much of a, it wouldn't have been good. <laughs> and too I much thought, of oh, me. I've got to have, it up, have him up louder. He's got that beautiful baritone sounding voice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And what he said was so important. And um, one of the other reasons that I wanted to jump in here before we start is to say that I'm introducing Dr. Frank Hagenau. So I was so excited for this phone call. I I catch up with Frank at least once a month. And yeah, I was just excited to talk to him. And so I just introduced him as Frank and uh, yeah, very fun. But uh, yeah, he's very worthy of his doctor title. He is such an inspiration and encouragement to so many. And I'm not sure if we, I think he did say in this conversation that his his book that he wrote in German and published in Germany is now translated into English. He did the work of translating it into English himself. And he's been speaking in English in various countries. I heard him speak for the first time in English to a room of professional speakers in Singapore a number of years ago. And he's very soon, next month, I think, off to South Africa to speak at the professional speakers convention there. So, uh, yeah, it's always a wonderful conversation with Frank. I remember a conversation we had in Singapore at uh, this beautiful Vietnamese restaurant when I just needed to think something through with a colleague but without uh, colleagues' opinions because I knew what the, you know, general opinions would be of what I should do. But I know that when given the space to tap into our intuition sometimes we need to go against the grain and uh, so to sit with Frank at that cafe and to say Frank can I just you know share a dilemma and I can't remember what it is now uh, what what it was but uh, it was so wonderful to think things through with him just asking me questions to help me clarify my thinking and really listen to my gut so um, that was useful so I hope that this conversation is really helpful for all of us listening and uh, listening is a key word <laughs> so let's jump in a skill which is quite important which always was important um, but is i guess getting more important uh, during crises and difficult times is the ability to listen to people and not only to listen but to understand the meaning behind the words to be able to read between the lines and to really understand also emotionally on an emotional level what's going on here how are you doing Um, and not only yes i'm fine and uh, everything is okay or my life's a mess to dig deeper and to um, try to understand on, on a deeper level. Hello, my friends. Kerry Phipps here with the Connect with Confidence podcast. And I am so delighted to be connecting with my friend Frank from Germany, now living in Venice. And he has quite a story. And I'm really excited to unpack that today. So, Frank, welcome. Hi. 
Good afternoon to you, Carrie. I'm happy to talk to you. And good morning. Yeah, good morning here in Venice, right. <laughs> so happy to talk to you too. And we met in Singapore in, was it 2019? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. At the Asia Professional Speakers Singapore Conference. And, you know, speakers fly in from all over the world. So you flew in from Germany. And, and I think that's not your first international speakers convention is that correct right i've been to the to the u.s several times before but um, i think this was my first visit in singapore um and my first visit um at the convention there yeah. yeah i just remember when we first met um arriving at frederick's home right we decided right. to walk across singapore which is quite a quite an epic feat <laughs> <laughs> And a little, a little warmer, I think, than, than Germany. Well, when I visited you in Germany later, it was just beautiful, beautiful weather, beautiful countryside, mm. but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, Frank, we've had yeah. some adventures together. You've had lots of adventures all over the world with different people and, and you're a psychologist and author and, and it's probably best that I get you to introduce yourself properly. Um, but I'd love to just unpack some of your stories and your experience and your knowledge so that we can be connecting more confidently, especially in, you know, these uncertain times that we're living in. Like, it just seems that life is just a bit more complicated for everyone, even people who, you know, found that life was very complicated before this. So, yeah, just tell us a little of your professional journey and your personal journey and uh, what brings us here today. Yeah, and uh, I think just to, uh, to add to your thoughts, uh, about these uncertain times i think this applies to almost everybody in different various ways and uh, there lies also a chance uh, in that because this is something we all have in common now yeah and uh, referring to this common uh, ground is always a good good um, uh, possibility to connect to uh, to each other um, especially uh, when people uh, are so diverse um, all over the countries, all over the world, um, and finding this, this common ground is always uh, something it's worth looking for. And uh, especially in these difficult, stormy times, uh, connected uh, to so much uncertainty and sometimes anxiety and fear, um, it, it's, it's good to, to um, keep in mind that this applies almost to, to everybody. Yeah, I think that can help us to be more gentle with ourselves and others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. now I remember when you were driving me around Hamburg yeah. and you were telling me a little of your journey, like you were a professional driving instructor. Yeah, in my former life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things started, right? Yeah, you would have learned a lot of a lot of things about people in that scenario. That could have been quite interesting at times. Um, so, tell us about the shift to psychology. What took you into that field? Well, starting as a driving instructor was was a nice nice thing, uh, and I had driving schools in eastern and western Germany, um, and uh, this was a good good time I had. But I soon discovered this wouldn't be uh, 
something I want to do uh, for the rest of my life um, yeah. because there was always this gap between this um, sophisticated teacher and this student who does not even know how to drive and uh, this this gap between uh, people always disturbed me and uh, I was looking more uh, for something to do on an eye level. And during during some some um, uh, trainings I had to go through as a as a driving instructor, I was brought in touch with uh, psychology, with communication psychology, and this was something like an eye opener, entering entering another universe for me. And I said, "Oh my gosh, this is so interesting!" And um, I, I would love to study psychology and this was the first part um, of uh, yeah opening up another page <laughs> and uh, uh, starting to, to, to study um, psychology. That's cool so did you find yourself going into a particular field within psychology or was there a particular area of interest that really caught your attention? Mm. Yeah, my, my idea was always this educational field, uh, training, uh, coaching um, these parts, and uh, and so I, I concentrated a lot on communication skills and uh, about um, counseling and also about um, teaching and how to educate people, how to enable people, and how to meet with people on an eye level, and uh, mm. this was something I, I did for, for a long, long time, uh, coaching people. Uh, this is something I, I still do, coaching managers, CEOs, um, and, and I love to, to exchange uh, thoughts and um, yeah, enable people to um, proceed and uh, to, to develop. Yeah, yeah, and I like that when you were talking about being on eye level with people, reminds me of early in the conversation you talked about us all going through this you know we're all in uncertain times mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's kind of a great leveler um so can you tell us what have you been noticing about uh how like what's working to connect with people more powerfully or profoundly in the last couple of years like we've had to shift and we're connecting online and it can feel a lot more complicated and and also a lot more urgent that we are connecting well. So can you just share with us some of your insights that maybe have developed over the last couple of years? Mm. Yeah, I think a skill which is quite important, which always was important, um, but is, I guess, getting more important uh, during crisis and difficult times, is the ability to listen to people. Yeah. And not only to listen, um, but to understand the meaning behind the words, to be able to read between the lines and uh, to really understand also emotionally on an emotional level, what's going on here? How are you doing? Um, and not only, yes, I'm fine and uh, everything is okay, or my life's a mess, but to dig deeper and to um, try to understand on, on a deeper level. 
And this is not only important, I guess, for for people or for successful relationships in in private, but also in in business. And this is also very important for managers now to understand what's going on, uh, mm. because we are all, we are all so so insecure and we don't know what's happening. And uh, to, to to try to understand is something I uh, I think is very crucial these days. Mm. And you know, to really listen, it takes effort and intention, doesn't it? Like it's like we need more time, more hours in the day <laughs> to really listen. Mm. So we've got to let mm. go of stuff. So how are you know CEOs and leaders responding to you when you're encouraging them to be taking more time to listen? Mm. Yeah, I think uh, there is a, um, a gap between how I uh, understand I'm already doing mm. and how the reality is or how my counterpart uh, sees uh, these things. Um, and often, often um, managers say, well, of course I'm listening. Uh, yes, mm. of course. Um, and when I ask, okay, and what... Did you understand? And uh, could you repeat in your own words what you received, but not only on this, let's say, rational level, but also emotionally? Can you can you put it into words? Mm. And this is the moment of truth, yeah. which often does not work so well because it takes practice it takes uh, a lot of patience also um and often you are wrong for instance if you say okay now i understood uh, things are like this and this and this for you and your counterpart says no that's not what i said <laughs> yeah so so you have to start over again and to say okay then uh obviously i didn't get so please um, tell me again and uh, I try to paraphrase it once again. And this is, this is uh, not only a technique, but it's also uh, something about mindset and uh, mm. the ability of uh, changing your own perspective, changing your own theories, hypotheses, and uh, be, being able to, uh, to go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really hearing there's a humility in that, you know, in, in not knowing, in being prepared to get it wrong and, mm. and say, okay, I'm, I, I want to listen better this time around. Mm. You know, it's, yeah. it's not easy. Um, so why would people invest extra time in listening? What makes it so important? Yeah, because um, you got a deeper understanding your counterparts get deeper understanding and uh, you will have a deeper connection together on, on, a, on a different, um, well, level of higher quality. Mm. And um, I think uh, in my coaching sessions, when I started as a coach, there was always this pressure of, okay, and now I have to have a clever idea mm -hmm. i have to have a solution because my coachee is looking at me with these puppy eyes and uh, expected expecting um, something very very sophisticated uh, from the high paid coach now and this made 
a lot of pressure also to me and uh, yeah. something I learned um, in, in my um, experience as, as a coach is uh, the, the sentence, okay, and I don't even have a clue either now. I don't know. Um, um, and being able, being honest to say so, and then, well, stand for a moment, the silence, being able to uh, keep your mouth shut and yeah. wait what's happening. And then you will go together to the next step because being blank Yeah. And admitting it, now I'm blank and I don't know, but let's see what we can make out of it together yeah. um, is often, often uh, the door opener um, to, the next, to the next step level and um, solution often. Yeah, absolutely. And, by the way, excuse me to add, and it's such a relief, you know, uh, uh, taking the pressure from your, your own shoulders uh, in admitting, okay, I'm here, but I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. I I found coach training to be absolutely liberating because I'd been in a role where people were looking to me for answers, and then to be able to reflect back to somebody what they were thinking, what their challenge was, and asking them, you know, what ideas have you had? What's possible? And yeah, really putting the ball back in their court, I found so refreshing. But it mm. does take time and focus to listen because we can so easily fill the space but uh i'm you know i'm so on the same page with you you know in terms of it being so important to listen this year and and i feel that i know the importance of it because i've had some amazing listeners in my life mm -hmm. you know when we when we have experienced that i think we can offer that to others also Yeah, and I think it's it's very important to understand that this is not an empty phrase like, um, okay, what do you think yourself uh, or uh, what would be your solution or something like mm. that. Um, maybe I have plenty of ideas and solution in my head, but I say, no, you have to find your solution yourself. No, this is just the moment of truth when yep. you both know, don't know. Mm, and can go on a an adventure of exploring ideas together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. So so you've been coaching for a while and then you began speaking or uh, and, and your book. So so tell us about that timeline. How did that all work out? Yeah, the, the idea uh, was also to add something to this training and coaching part, which I did for a for a long time. And and To, to reach more people. Um, you know, I, I talk about ethics and decency in, in, in leadership and uh, speaking to people is uh, a way to, to spread the message uh, to more people. Um, writing a book and publishing a book um, is something um, which brings your message to a, a brighter audience. And uh, this was something um, which was also a challenge for me, uh, mm. especially as a, as a German now translating my book into English yes. um, and rewriting it uh, in a way completely. This was, this was challenging, mm. um, but I'm also uh, looking for challenges. Uh, yeah. So um, doing 
the same thing um, and um, being comfortable with is it is nice. Um, however, um, this wouldn't be so much development uh, in your life if you don't go for changes. Yeah, yeah. And so can you tell us the, the book title? Tell us first in German and then in English. Yeah, in, in German it is called Führen, which means leadership, Führen ohne Psychotricks, without psychologically, uh, psychological trickery. And, uh, and uh, in, 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 in English, it's called Leadership Without Mind Games. And the subtitle is almost the same. It's called uh, How to Win People with Ethics and Decency. And uh, so uh, this is the, the title and this is what it's all about. Yeah, I love it. And so it must have been quite challenging to also be presenting in English when you know, German is your native tongue. Um, how did you, and how long ago did you develop that, you know, professional speaking in English as well as German? Yeah, the, this is something which is uh, still going on and uh, which was on a, on a good way um, until, <laughs> until uh, Corona hit us all. Um, <clears throat> I remember coming here to Venice um, at the uh, beginning of 2020 and uh, when I arrived here uh, just behind me they closed all the doors and Venice mm -hmm. went into a really really severe lockdown for several weeks months and nothing happened and all my gigs were cancelled all my um talks um and all my my um yeah my jobs were put on hold and so uh, this was <laughs> really really um yeah it was a <clears throat> also a business shutdown for me mm. so uh, the idea was okay uh, there are no speaking gigs in present anymore and nobody knows how long it will take uh, to come back to that Mm. So, um, what's going on instead? And uh, one one way to to put some activity in was to translate uh, my, my my German book into English, which I did in in the in the first period of this pandemic. Yeah, wow. And so, have you had much opportunity to connect with people in Venice? Yeah, fortunately, I did. Um, because, you know, Venice is a place where people go because they want to live here. Um, and uh, this applies to uh, many people, especially experts who come here from all over the world um, to decide to live here. And, uh, and these people are, are so uh, open-minded and uh, willing to connect so it was quite easy to, to find new friends here from all over the world and, uh, and to connect with them. That's great. So tell us a story of how you've connected with some people. Like, where did, where did you meet? Well, um, in, in Italy, um, usually many things uh, happen on the street, in bars. Uh, however, um, 
during the pandemic this was very limited but um you were you were able to to meet in um in private uh, with a limited number of people um or you were able to um go to restaurants and sit outside and so there was always a possibility to do so and uh, i'm i'm so lucky i have a terrace directly uh, connected to the canal here um so uh, we could sit outside with friends um with distance um and um being able to have have a drink um in the evening and uh, and have a chat um without without um worrying about the situation and uh, this was this was quite quite great yeah so so where are some of those friends from and what were yeah, the connecting completely moments? completely different um th there are people from germany from australia from uh, the united kingdom from syria mm -hmm. uh, there is some guy from argentina and uh, you know from from all over the world and, and the interesting thing is uh, especially if you're with germans um, and Italians and uh, other other uh, um, people from other countries. Of course, you speak English together, uh, uh -huh. and even you speak English to the Germans because otherwise nobody will understand what you're talking about. And we had this this really really interesting uh, um, evening after after a nice nice dinner. We went out for for a walk, uh, and it happened that I walked together with uh, a, a German woman. And after half an hour of talking to her, uh, she said to me, "Well." Why don't we shift to German now? <laughs> and then, then we noticed we were speaking all the time in English, although this was not necessary. So, I, I think this this shows how these these connection um, work quite quite um, nicely in, in in Venice here. Wow! But it must be nice to shift into your <laughs> into your native tongue when you've been out all night like it must be quite exhausting to be holding different languages in your head I'm I'm quite in awe of people that speak multiple languages that I totally get that it's just easier to speak you know yeah language yeah but on the other hand sometimes uh, for for an entire week I don't speak a word German uh, and uh, I'm <laughs> I'm dreaming in English <laughs> so, wow uh, this is also shifting into into this this universe different universe which is which is perfectly fine for me yeah and have you ever moved country before or have you always lived in germany um no but i was uh, together with my partner she was from austria and we were also connected to the family in austria and there was a lot of travel between germany and austria um, and of course, uh, there was a lot of traveling because of speaking um, and uh, and coaching. Um, however, moving um, to to uh, another country, this is the first time here uh, mm. coming from Germany and moving to Italy. Mm, that's amazing. And you know, when people travel to another country, you know, one that is so different from their own. You can go online, you can learn about, you know, how to connect in that particular culture and there can be some culturally specific ways of connecting or being things to be aware of. 
But when you are in a city that's so diverse, as you just explained, Venice is, and really I think anywhere in the world is like that now. You know, I've, I've got friends in, in Dubbo, in country New South Wales, from so many different countries. Mm. And, and, of course, in Sydney you can find people from every country in the world. So could you just give us some, some tips from your um, experience and, and your education about how we can connect with people from different cultures? What are some of the things that we can be more mindful of? Yeah, I think this is also um, starting with your mindset. Are you open to different cultures, different ideas, different religions, um, different um, food? Um, are you are you interested in that? Um, mm. And and I mean, are you really interested? Not mm. okay. I will. Uh, handle it if uh, I have to but are you really looking forward to meeting different people from different places um, and um, get out of your own box and mm. uh, connect with uh, new thoughts um, and, and this, I think this is something uh, you have to ask yourself before before you make these moves because otherwise um, you can always go to another country and be on your own and stay on your own without any connection. Maybe uh, you will find someone from your own culture uh, or, or country so you can stay in your own bubble, even if you live abroad. But this won't um, connect you to, to new thoughts and new people. And, uh, and I think if, if you're open-minded and really interested in meeting new people and um, open to new experiences without knowing what's going on there, um, this, this is a good, good uh, point to start. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, you know, you've, you've taken me back to my trip to Germany. So for those mm -hmm. of you, for, you know, our listeners who haven't heard how we connected, I think... It's really quite amazing. And I did write about it in my latest book. I'm not sure how much of the story I've told, but I did talk about a German train station after you dropped me off at mm. one of the train stations. I got a train to another uh, another central station. Um, but it all began when I met you at the Professional Speakers Convention and we did a little video just talking about how we'd come from, you know, I'd come from Australia, you'd come from Germany and we're connecting. And, and I said that I was going to Europe and calling it my Do Talk to Strangers Europe tour because Lyndon was walking across the Camino. So it's my first time in Europe. I had a couple of places where I was going to go. I was going to go meet some relatives I'd never met face-to-face -face before. In England, I was going to see our friend Lottie in Ireland. Uh, so there's a couple of things that were coming together. But on that video, you invited me to Germany. And then I shared that video on LinkedIn and Facebook. And when I was in Ireland and Lottie said, are you getting on stay with Frank? And, or maybe Michael from Texas who saw it on, um, <laughs> who saw it on, no, Arizona, uh, saw it on LinkedIn, said, you know, messaged me and like introduced himself and said that video was really interesting. You're talking to strangers and you're talking to, you know, Frank the German and he was interested in Germany, but he's like, you're going to go there. And, and, um, and Lottie gave you a, you know, lots of praise she said oh yes go and stay with frank um you know he's just lovely and we'll look after you and show you around and and so you picked me up at the airport when i flew in from scotland and um 
yeah, drove me around and just shared so much about Germany and the city of Hamburg. And then you put me on the train, which was so enlightening, that whole experience. But as you were talking about, you know, going somewhere open-minded and, you know, for those who can't be travelling right now, I totally get it. I'm not travelling anywhere except maybe just interstate. But we can connect with anyone anywhere. We can connect with people in different cultures in our own town. But I'd never been in Europe before. I wanted to be out of my comfort zone. I wanted to be connecting where my language wasn't the primary language. And and then on the train between your place and Dresden, where Michael had invited me to come and meet his family, you know, I met a Syrian refugee and we had such a profound conversation just hearing about his life and he was very young and, uh, you know, the conversation didn't really start until I said yes to a drink. Oh, I said no initially and then I walked down the aisle and, and got a drink but I got two because I just thought, well, I'll get one for the guy sitting next to me. And he was so amazed by that simple act of kindness that he just ended up pouring out his life story and it was so insightful and it was so like what I'd gone there for you know not just to go and hang out with friends like I had a wonderful time you know with you and your friends but uh, it was expanding my world and you know and then I met another refugee in um at the at the Brandenburg Gate yeah that's the correct name isn't it I've just been listening to a book about Bonhoeffer and it's all of these German words and German places and I've realised that some towns I haven't been pronouncing them correctly. <laughs> well, <never> <laughs> uh, I look forward to going back sometime and immersing myself in, you know, the, the language and the culture and the food and uh, all of that again. Yeah, um, yeah but there you have it. Uh, it. It starts with your mindset and... Mm -hmm. uh, so glad you um, followed my invitation and uh, came to, to Germany. Um, you you could also have said no. Um, let's stay in Singapore or let's stay in Australia. Mm. And uh, why why shall I why shall I uh, uh, do this to me? And um, and if you're uh, referring to this. Meeting with the Syrian refugee, um, it's about the gesture. It's about caring um, for others, um, and the gesture is inviting him for a drink or, or uh, bringing bringing something to drink for him as well. Um, so it it doesn't it doesn't need a fortune or a huge amount of efforts. Um, to connect with people, mm. but it's about the mindset behind the gesture. And, mm. uh, and is it is it something you're open to? And if you're open, uh, things will happen. Yes. Yes. And, you know, when I was back at your place and then leaving to go to Belgium, I was on a train and sitting next to a young man who, you know, had this huge instrument um, suitcase container. And uh, so I asked him, you know, about his, his travels and his music and he was part of a, a quartet and, you know, and we connected on, link, uh, sorry, on Instagram and he showed me how to stitch my videos together to make a little mm -hmm. video for Instagram, which was great. Um, you know, I learned a few 
technology hacks, you know, with different travellers. But we connected on Instagram and so every now and then I see somewhere he's playing in this big outdoor concert or he's posting photos of, you know, beautiful old buildings in Leipzig and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I went there but I didn't see all of those buildings. I have to go back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, just expanded my world and and I think every time we connect with somebody, whether they're a stranger or whether they're somebody that we, that we know well, but we have a new conversation, we have new insights we we listen at a deeper level we pick up something new it it's you know part of our ongoing learning journey we have such a beautiful opportunity to learn from each other when we really listen and uh, so i really appreciate um the the stories and the tips that you've shared with us today and you know we run out of time so quickly <laughs> and you know i could talk to you about lots of things frank um maybe another time uh, yes, we can. We can certainly talk more. Is there anything you'd like to add about you know this, anything that we've shared today, or this crazy Australian coming and staying with you? <laughs> yeah, well, at your I, wonderful I, Airbnb. I I think it's um, it's important to um, be aware of this enlightening possibilities which are waiting for us if we are able to overcome our fears, uh, to talk to strangers, to uh, get out of our comfort comfort zone and, uh, and to take the little risk mm -hmm. to expose ourselves and um, overcome our fears um, because it's so, so it could be so enlightening and um, yeah, leading to new experiences. Um, and I would encourage everybody uh, to be brave and uh, you do not have anything to lose and uh, just give it a try. Yeah, lovely. Thank you for sharing, Frank. And um, thank you for sharing some of your photos on Facebook. I saw recently you had beautiful snow-capped mountains behind you and you were on another adventure. So keep it coming and, uh, yeah, keep your heart open as you do, your mindset open and curious to meet people and uh, have some great adventures there in Europe until we meet again in Singapore or possibly back over your way. <laughs> of course, yeah, you're always welcome. <laughs> you're always welcome down under. That was my yeah. next comment. Thank That's you so much, good. Frank. Yes, come on down. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. It was such a pleasure. It's so lovely. Thank you, Frank. Take care. <sighs> Beautiful conversation. Uh, Lyndon, what stood out to you? Uh, what I what stood out to me was where Frank was talking about how when he's walking around down the street and he's talking to his German friends in English because they've been with you know other people from other countries who either speaking who either English is their native language or English is the common language and it's it struck me as it did when I was walking the Camino that how really truly blessed we are to have English as our native tongue because it's that common language that if there's people from different languages, different countries in a group, chances are English is going to be their common language. So that means I can be a part of the conversation. Mm. And it just because people who grow up with a different, in a different country or with a different language, tend to have different perspectives on things because their cultures and outlook on life is very different to mine. Yes. And if I couldn't join those conversations because I can't speak their language, 
um, then I would be missing out. And so would they, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, you've reminded me of this moment where I was in Singapore and I just travelled, so it kind of takes all day to get there, and this lady's massaging my feet and she was kind of scolding me and talking to me in Chinese. And she was, she had so many insights about my body from working with my feet. <laughs> and she was telling, you know, whoever was sitting next to me and they were relaying some of it, you know, like, oh, you haven't been drinking enough and, oh, you must be very tired. And, yeah, there's just a few comments, but I thought, man, this woman is a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could learn from this lady. Yeah, um, I saw something just recently online. It was a poll on LinkedIn or something. You know, what's if you're going to speak another language, what would it be? And people, you know, writing French or Italian. Or um, and I thought, mm, I think for me it would be sign language, <laughs> which yeah. uh, you know I was fluent in and I was a sign language um, interpreter for the deaf uh, because you know it's a little bit more universal. Because sometimes if we don't have a shared language, gestures can still really help us to connect with people um, but yeah I am in awe of people who are multilingual or, or bilingual but yeah I think they're thinking and switching switching gears from one language to another and can choose their words uh, with more depth and meaning and yeah it can just be a really rich conversation and we can learn so much as you said yeah. so um, yeah I, I can't wait to walk the streets of Venice with uh, with you and Frank Yep. sometime and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> connect with all those people from different cultures at, uh, at the cafes. Uh, but in the meantime, we can keep practising listening to each other. And I really appreciated that, uh, you know, Frank highlighted that. And as you know, and, uh, and people who might have heard my previous podcast uh, in January this year, I really want to pay attention and be available for meaningful conversations. So, yeah, that was another, another reason I appreciated this meaningful conversation with Frank, with Dr. Frank Hagenau. <laughs> so, Kerry, you mentioned there that your focus for the year was meaningful conversations. Would you be able to elaborate on that? Because you have been really for the last 18 years as a coach having meaningful conversations with people and honing your skills in the listening and asking amazing questions so that people have a meaningful conversation. So what, what's, what do you mean by that? <laughs> uh, well, it's personally myself lining up for more meaningful conversations and unpacking things that I haven't before and working with uh, not just coaches but psychologists to do that and being available for those conversations with people. So, so I've actually got a contact page on my website, kerryphipps.com, forward slash contact where you can send a message find my calendar there book in a time for mentoring or coaching conversations and I have just scheduled more time offline for myself this year and for probably a little less online time but more conversations time yeah I'm working one-on-one -on -one or with small teams in um connecting with confidence that's so we're doing a website refresh and people will be able to access the connect with confidence um coaching and you know online training from there and mental fitness and leadership coaching because we really need to be 
more aware of what's going on in our brain and how to manage that. Self-regulation is so, so important. The more we are surrounded by stress, the more we have events that are triggering fear and anxiety and frustration and anger and annoyance and all of the things. And, uh, you know, as we go through collective trauma around the world, it brings up other unresolved trauma. And so it's so important that we build our mental fitness, that we build our ability to self-regulate, to manage our thinking and emotions and responses with the people around us so that we can connect, not just confidently, but meaningfully, purposefully and making a bigger difference in the world. So yeah, I just encourage our listeners to go to kerryfits.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. Of course, if you're connecting on social media, please send a personal note so I know what has brought you to my page. So um, so you stand out amongst all the uh, people that are just there to sell something. <laughs> so come and say hello and uh, let's see how we can make this year a really beautiful, meaningful, difference-making year for you, for all of us. Thanks for listening and we would love to hear from you what works about the podcast, what would you like more of and uh, if you like our producer, editor, Lyndon Phipps popping in with his thoughts too, then give us that feedback also and of course reviews on the platform that you listen on helps other people to find it or your shares on social media. So if you're encouraged, inspired, uplifted by this and you'd like to share it with people, uh, please do, we would love that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of our world.